Welcome to the Care Principles video podcast. Anouk Laga, CEO at Accent Jobs, kicks off a new season of the Care Principles video podcast. Anouk has a strong track record in brand strategy and general management. Today, she's the proud CEO of Accent Jobs, a talent placement company. Anouk puts people first and wants to contribute by giving everyone a chance to participate in society. Did you know that she also graduated as a phytotherapist in traditional Chinese medicine? Hi everyone and welcome to the Care Principles video podcast. Today I'm very happy because it's the first episode of the second season and guess who is my first guest? It's Anouk. Hi Anouk. <laughs> Good morning Isabel. Good morning. I'm so happy that you're here today. Before we dive into the story, can you just clarify, you're a phytotherapist in Chinese medicine. What is that? Well, it's a side hobby, uh, a passion that got a little bit out of hand uh, the last couple of years. Um, I've lived in, in Sydney, in Australia, for three years, and there's a lot of Chinese influence. Six percent of the population is Chinese. And I was working for Coca-Cola, and we acquired a business uh, in Hong Kong, and it was based on traditional Chinese medicine. And so I got the task, Anouk, can you launch a fantastic new uh, brand and teas based on traditional Chinese medicine. So, uh, so I thought, of course, uh, I'm very happy to do that and to take care of people and um, and people looking for health. And and so, yeah. Once I started diving into the project and into the science, um, it got a little bit out of control, and it kept me busy for the last 15 years. Wow. And uh, five years ago, I decided um, to study it and to go into depth uh, yeah, further. And so I got a, a small degree of the basics of traditional Chinese medicine. Wow, that's impressive. And do you do, you do anything with it? Do you well, yes. The, one of the basic principles is food is medicine. So what you eat and drink um, helps to prevent not to become sick. So it's all about prevention and not cure. Um, but also your healthy lifestyle, your, your uh, physical uh, exercises, your mental state, your emotions, the environment you live in, the environment you work in. Um, and all of that, yeah, it's a holistic approach, of course. And all of that uh, combined makes me, yeah, that I have quite some knowledge that I practice every day, at least for my close family and friends and, uh, yeah, and potentially one day uh, further to spread that knowledge. Wow, that's impressive. Um, let's make the bridge because I think it's a very nice bridge with the care principles. The care principles, it's all about taking care of someone or something. But of course, you can't take care of somebody else if you don't take care of yourself. You always seem amazingly imbalanced. <laughs> is, is it due to the, to the Chinese medicines that, or is it, or are you just, um, how, how do you do that? Because I've known you for quite some years yeah. now. And you always seem very balanced. Well, um, you're never fully in balance, so it doesn't exist. You have never achieved the balance. It's, it's a dynamic thing. Uh, but it's, it's one that I've been consciously looking for um, um, yeah, for many years. And to be honest, it was also trial and error. Because in the beginning, when I started my career, I was uh, very driven and, and too much driven 
to the point that um, yeah, every time there was a holiday, I, I crashed and, and I became sick. Um, so that was something that I didn't want to continue the rest of my life because life is a marathon and not a sprint. And, and so I've always been looking to, yeah, to learn more on, on how to, um, to keep balance or, or to gain balance. And, and, uh, and it's about consciousness. It's, it's about trying every day or at least every week um, to compensate, if, if I have very young days with very uh, much action, I try to be aware and, and try to calm down the next couple of days or, um, or of course, weekend and, and weeks. And so, uh, so yeah, I've been actively uh, learning uh, through, uh, through trial and error also. Uh, but, um, yeah, balance uh, and the ultimate balance is actually extreme energy that's the, the the ultimate if if someone is glowing and has all the energy to to realize their dreams uh, or to 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 realize the potential they have in them that's the ultimate energy so also at work i'm looking for balanced people because if you are full of energy and you're thriving you will be able to do many more things and it's not about time um, it's it, so it's not Kronos, it's Kairos. It's it's not about um, how much you do, but it's how well you do things. Yeah, totally, totally. I think we'll talk uh, we'll talk further up, uh, about that. But just before we dive into your job, because you're CEO of Accent Jobs now, um, and we'll talk a lot about um, about that job. Um, but just before that, I, I just would like to understand better from you. As I said, we've known each other for quite some years now, and you always had this passion to do good. You always said, through my job, I want to create impact. I want to change things. Where does that come from? Hmm. Because, because let's be honest, Coca-Cola, they weren't known to have marketers that wanted to create an impact. Um, well, that, you can question that. Impact is definitely in the company. But once you start to see that your impact is so huge that it can also turn into evil, uh, where the Western capitalistic system went in overdrive, uh, where we lost some balance, that's when I realized really that I've always wanted to have impact. But when you start in your career, you do it in the way you've learned it to be. And, and then it was still very much driven with volume, volume, and more, more, and, and you, you want to conquer the world uh, through more. Uh, and once you start to see, oh my God, it's not going well with the planet. Oh my God, it's not going well with the people. And yes, there's a lot of profit, uh, but the other pieces are not there. And then, probably 15 years ago, um, before my midlife crisis, I started to realize, no, I, I, I don't want to be part of the problem, I want to be part of the solution. So then it's like, what can we turn on its head to have all those skills, but turn them into a force for good? Um, and we can deliver growth and we can continue to deliver profit, um, but not at the cost of the planet and not at the cost of people. Um, and then, yeah, and then actually through my experience with Duvel Mordgut, which is a, a family uh, company who has a long-term vision, not short-term deliverables uh, for the shareholders and the dividends. Um, they make all their um, decisions based on quality and long-term. 
And the funny thing is that despite that, um, or with that, they were growing faster than many other big brewers who were still focusing on volume uh, and not value. So on quantity and not quality. And so I have the evidence, I've had the luck to see the evidence that you can grow in a different way and you can grow in a sustainable way. Um, but we all need to be open to settle for a little bit less, but better. So not two cars, not three cars, maybe just one car or not everyday meat, but half, half a piece of meat, but better meat. Um, less beer, but better beer. So, so, um, so there is still growth for everyone. Uh, and yes, we can continue to thrive all together. Um, but we need to be much more aware um, that it needs to be in balance and not at the cost, the exploitation cost of planet and or people. Totally. I, I can only agree with that because the care principles are written from the same I know. philosophy. You've seen the light. <laughs> I've seen the light yes. many years many behind years you. Before. Many years before. Many years behind you, but I did indeed no, no, see before. the light. Because um, as a consultant, I'm already consultant for 10 years and I help brands with their repositioning and with their long-term strategy. And I always see how they struggle um, because growth um, for many uh, CEOs and many uh, managers teams seems to be the opposite of uh, sustainability, taking care of people. And I want to, and that's why I do this podcast, I want to show examples of companies that know they can grow by better taking care of their people, by better taking care of the planet. And I think Accent Jobs, to make the bridge uh, with Accent, is doing that. They, they have a huge focus on people. Yeah. And I would like to dive into, into the people part because I actually, I knew you were a CEO there. But I gave a keynote um, to the House of HR, which mm -hmm. is like the holding mm -hmm. uh, on top of Accent. And your people, your marketers came afterwards to me and they said, oh, but we do already so many of these things. They were so enthusiastic. And I said, oh, I need to invite Anouk into this, uh, into this podcast. So tell me, taking care of your people, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, first of all, it starts with giving people chances. So our job is to give people chances everywhere in Belgium to give them uh, new opportunities uh, to join great companies. So, but also within Accent, anyone can start with this, whether you have a degree in criminology, psychology, uh, law, or no degree whatsoever, um, and you've decided to go on some adventures without a, a degree or a diploma, it's okay, we give people chances. Um, then we invest enormous uh, time and money. Uh, we have an own Accent Business School. We have 20 full, uh, FTEs, full-time equivalents, our own school that we train our people. So we give our people um, 200 hours of training. That's 25 full days per year. And uh, what kind education. of training do you invest in? Any type of, but of course, the first couple of years is very much focused on sales. Um, sales, but then also management, leadership, uh, personal development. They can even, they have um, a menu, they can even choose courses at universities. Uh, so we have bonus points and if they, yeah, if they have enough points, they can... Uh, um, so we invest in our people hugely. So one chance is to invest. And three, we, um, we celebrate successes. So we have enormous amounts of attention. 
uh, attention um, unplanned and planned of, of, uh, of moments of uh, appraisal and recognition. So, um, and that means actually more than money. Um, getting, getting a thumbs up or a, a genuine um, coaching session with that you've done brilliantly and, and if you still want to grow you can also consider this or that and it's just in the DNA. Um, so those three really make that we, we very much care uh, for our people. Having said that, we are very performance driven as well. So we are extremely young. So we very much uh, want to see results and we are quite strict if, if, if you don't deliver the results. Yeah, I mean, we, we are not a charity, but on the other hand, we put all our efforts in our people. By the way, uh, on the topic of marketing, we have never done any campaign whatsoever, but all our marketing uh, money, we've always invested in our people. So okay. our big seminars, our big parties, our um, yeah, unforgettable moments, uh, unforgettable experiences, we, we put that into our people because we believe our 1,100 accenters, if they can live what we promise, it's much more authentic because these people tell these stories. These people come home to their families, to their, to their friends, and of course, to our clients and candidates. And yeah, so it's a much stronger message, an authentic message than paying a TV advertising to say how great accent is. And that's something that has always been growing uh, ever since uh, the start. Um, so that's, yeah, that's actually leading authentically. Maybe last but not least, uh, it's of course to cultivate and protect our culture. So we want to create a safe environment. And what uh, do we mean by safe? Physically, of course. Uh, but that's not too difficult in, with our offices. And uh, even though, I mean, sometimes they are under threat, sometimes we have angry candidates who didn't get the job for so, 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 um, but physically, but also mentally. And it means, with accent, where you can be you. And actually, you must be you. Uh, with all the differences, so we embrace every talent. Um, and just being safe to think what you think and being able to say what you have to say, it's a privilege. And in many big companies, or small, <laughs> um, people are not allowed to say what they think. Or if you do say it, you get punished or... Um, and that accent, we very much, yeah, cultivate that culture, um, yeah, with, with the three values we have. One is be a friend, so we really want to be a friend for everyone. Uh, we want to be GoPro, we want to be professional in all that we do and deliver quality, not quantity. Um, and stay gutsy. We, we want to dare to go off the beaten path, um, to take risks, to say no to clients sometimes or to say no um, we're not going to do this we stick to what we're good at and so um so yeah those are i guess the main things that keeps us busy every day uh, on people one of the things that i i understood from companies with a strong internal culture and i think accent has a very strong internal culture that it was very difficult to cultivate it during the COVID crisis mm -hmm. Because um, um, homework, um, not seeing each other, yeah. internal culture has a lot to do with with 
uh, feeding the culture. Yeah. Um, how did Accent do that over yeah. the last uh, 18 months? Well, luckily, our big culture work was just finished before Corona. So the culture lives. So it's not about having them on PowerPoint slides. or. Um, but we've, we've just done an exercise internally that was my predecessor. So luckily, we had documented and we had celebrated all together and repolished. This is what we stand for. So there was an umbrella that we could always refer back to all together. So luckily, that was in place. But of course, we, we very much have actually literally a hugging culture. You know, in big corporates where I've worked... You just say, if you're lucky, you say hello in the elevator. Like, do I know this person or not? Or at the coffee machine. Um, at Duvel Morgat, we shook hands. So I thought, wow, that's special. You know, every morning you see your colleagues, you shake hands. At Accent, we kiss, you know. But obviously, everyone. Yeah, everyone. Everyone who sees each other, they, they, they kiss each other. Obviously, that's something I, I had not experienced myself because I, I started during Corona times. Um But it was also a struggle for us, you know, of course it was a struggle um, because our culture is very physical and it is about be a friend and connection. Um, but we were very creative and, um, well, actually our employees were very creative. So we have very much a bottom-up culture and, and it's not that they were waiting to come uh, from Russelaar or from the headquarter, not at all. There were so many initiatives bottom-up that we endorsed and we uh, subscribed to ourselves um, of still going for walks together or we, uh, when we had mid-year evaluation moments, we would do them uh, outside way before other people started doing that. And we tried to be creative uh, to replace in different ways still the connection. Uh, but of course, people have been more lonely. People have been... Uh, struggling uh, every individual <laughs> including myself it was a struggle so uh, mm. yeah. yes totally what what are the, the you quite new to the job yeah um you just told me that it's you're so happy because it's the first weeks you can finally go to the office and really meet your team um, all be together in the office what are for you the big challenges ahead of you what where do you see where do you want for accent or as a society No, for accent. For accent. Um, the, the big challenges, one, yeah, it's, it's to find talent. <laughs> uh, um, talent is scarce. Um, and there's many new type of jobs. Um, and many people still willing to work, but not necessarily with, match, with matching the skills. So, um, so we hope we can provide better tools. Uh, one, to upskill and reskill people. So we uh, just launched Talent Lab uh, internally. Um, so it's, a, it's an internal school, but for our people at work actually, uh, to help and train and educate them uh, better. But it's also a mindset change uh, of the companies that they need to be more open to look at CVs differently. Because if you look at the CV and you look for experience and it's not tick, 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 well, You can, you can meet 35 candidates and still not, uh, not hire the person. But it's about giving chances and it's about taking risks. And, and so the candidates 
need to be open to restudy and reskill. We we will all uh, have have to do this at some stage if we haven't done so already. Lifelong learning. Yeah, lifelong learning. It, it, it's 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 uh, it's a, it's a true fact. And we are evolving too quickly as a society. So many jobs that exist today in ten years time might not exist anymore. Um, so we need the openness of the candidates to reskill, uh, re but we need the openness of the companies to look beyond CV and, and look much more, do they have the right competences um, as opposed to the skills. And skills can be trained, you know, but if they have the will, and, but not the skill, they should give them chances. So, um, mm. so that's, I guess, the, the biggest for the moment challenge. Um, and obviously continue to do quality work hybrid, uh, so through digital and, and physical, that's also a continuous balancing act. Um, as much as we can, we want to go fast and pioneer into digital, but we want to keep it human and we want to keep the connection and the depth of the relationship. Um, so uh, so that's, um, that's another major uh, topic. That was one of the things that I was wondering about, because within the care principles, so the generic insight is taking care, but of course there's more to it. There's four shifts in the way you do business, um, and it's within the word care, so it's collaboration, agility, reliability, and empathy. And you apply these care principles on your four main assets, which is your own people, your staff, yeah. your clients, your communities, so not only work for shareholders, but all your stakeholders, and then of course the planet. Um, so we already talked a little bit about how amazing you are with your people, but I would like to, to dive a bit deeper into the collaboration with your clients because yeah. it's a fact that many companies are still, in my opinion, quite old-fashioned how they look at uh, totally. their, the asset of their own people. Do you have ways of, of helping them, training them, all the wisdom that you have inside your company yeah. now? Do you pass it on to your clients? Yeah, good question. Um, we don't have the arrogance to say we have the truth, um, but indeed this year we won great place to greatest place to work, um, and again it was not as much the trophy that we cared about, but it was about one getting the acknowledgement that we are doing really Reco well, recognition, <laughs> the recognition totally. for it, but also we want to share that knowledge. So um, we've opened up to all our clients, but also any potential new client, um, to share our knowledge. So we've um, uh, now registered already 100 keynotes um, of, yeah, we are investing our time to go and talk uh, to the companies for free, uh, to share our knowledge of what for us was meant uh, a uh, great place to work and how, how we achieved it because this was a 17-year <laughs> process, by the wow. way. So it's not just... 17 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So 17 years ago, we, we started for the first time to participate. It was always Connie van den Driessen, the, one of the founders, her dream to be the best company uh, in Belgium. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's in collaboration with Vlerix. So there's real rigorous... Um, processes and and you get evaluations and and then there's the jury and so every year we we did better and better uh, and the last five years we were always number two or number three and that really sucks you know because you don't get the recognition and uh, so uh, but this year we won and so we want to to spread that um, uh, yeah that that knowledge. just to did you know what was the difference between what where did you accelerate 
to go from number three two to number one? Yeah. I, to be honest, every year we learn new things. So every year we have a, a few working points. But I think what the biggest trigger was, we did already so many things, but based on our guts, because we believe that's what should be done. Um, but we never wrapped them into one nice strategy and one nice story. And the work that we've done on, the, uh, on our mission statement and on our values was a very clear umbrella where everything was logically falling, falling under. So we didn't have to change anything else, but just the fact that, oh yes, of course, it, it, may, uh, it totally makes sense. I believe that was one of the key drivers so mm. that the jury was now also convinced, okay, they, they really know what they're doing um, and why they're doing it. So, so I guess that was the main trigger. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice to know. Um, there was a moment you said, we are not striving um, to be uh, the biggest, yeah. but we want to be the best. Correct. But still, your organization is very sales-driven. Correct. How, how do you do that? Well, um, it started before I joined. It started me asking the question to the board. Uh, what is their dream? What do they want to become with Accent? Uh, uh, also, Connie van den Driessen. Um, and for me, it was a test. And all, honestly, if she would have said, I want to become the biggest, here, or I want to, to conquer the world, or, or I would not have joined. Because it's something I don't want to subscribe to. Because that was the model. That was the old model. And the new model, and not the sustainable model. Because you can buy growth. You can take shortcuts on quality, on planet, on people. Just in order to... And it's very old school. It's, um, it's the old way of, of unlimited growth. But we need to be respectful. And... and Growth defining that way is just not working. But Connie said, as it, and she didn't know my whole background, but she said, Anouk, I don't want to be the biggest. I, I want to be the best with the highest profit margins, right? So, which means that you create value, you know? So, so um, we have more than three times EBITDA margins versus um, our other colleagues. And, but it's a different model. We choose not to go for the big pond of quantity and just people just for a few days. We invest in quality. We, we do enormous effort to find exactly the right candidate that exactly fits the culture. But, and then you charge more for it. Okay. But does it mean that you're also looking for more niche kind yes, of? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, to make the similarity with beer, you have the pills market. It's huge. It's 80%, 80% and there's 20% specialty. So, um, so you decide to, to go into the niche, into the quality which is a much less big pond, but it's a much more sustainable because you go into quality and in, into value creation. And that's what I want to, to subscribe. So uh, her not knowing, uh, Connie, yeah, it was already the confirmation from the top because if they would expect that from me as a CEO, I would not be able to deliver that because I don't subscribe it myself. And I've seen in my past where it can go off track and where people, um, uh, managers, start to make decisions, leaders, um, cutting uh, costs, Corner. yeah, cutting corners on quality of the product, nobody will notice. We'll add a little bit less of this and a little bit more of that. 
and cheating on the product or cheating on, on the packaging or cheating on the people. Um, and that's not sustainable. And that's not what I wanted to, 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 to subscribe to. So it was a very deliberate choice for me to join this company. And yes, we still want to grow. Um, but we need to be creative and we need to be pioneers and we need to find new ways of developing added value. So not volume, but value. Um, and that's growth. And it's intellectually even harder. Uh, but value, value used to be created through marketing by building huge image campaigns yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Um, and I think you agree with me that today marketing has, has to be created on the inside of the company. It's, it was always the case, but somewhere it totally derailed. In the very beginning, Kotler taught us the four Ps. That's true. But that <laughs> the, your, the P of product was in the marketing field. And then suddenly the product was not for the marketeers anymore. And then suddenly the price was not for the marketeer. And... Um, and so only promotion, so marketing got reduced to communication. So they cut corners on everything and then it's, oh, you marketeers, and now you tell a beautiful story. And you know what? Puff! You can just uh, burst the balloon. And that's where you lose the trust of your consumers, uh, uh, of, of, of all your suppliers, and, and in the end of all your, uh, not only shareholders, but um, stakeholders. Uh, because the world has become too transparent. Luckily, thank God, there is the internet. You're one click away from the truth. So if you start to um, uh, uh, play with your juice and you uh, dilute a little bit more and add a little bit uh, uh, powder here or whatever, so uh, you're only one click away from the truth because even your employees know that uh, you're doing that. So yes, you can buy many more TV ads by reducing a little bit of the quality, but that's not sustainable anymore. And so thank God there is the crisis of trust. Um, but they also lost, lost the trust in companies uh, because for a long period of time, only the companies were still standing there as, you know, the government had lost trust, the, the church, the media, banks, yeah. media. Only the companies were yes. still there. And even then they started to derail. And that's where where I've seen it derailing and I've also seen, no, that's not how I want to continue to deliver growth. I believe it can. I've seen it with Duvel. I have all the evidence that it's possible. And that's why I want to continue to spread that in a different way. But it's absolutely true because uh, part of the evidence I've written in the book is, is um, uh, about the trust uh, study uh, from Edelman Trust Barometer. Yeah. And it's true that people still look at companies and ask them to do the right thing. But I think there's a specific role for family-owned businesses because they have in their DNA, they have this long-term vision. Um, Duvel was a family-owned business. True. In, in a kind of way, um, uh, the group, the holding yep. um, uh, you're part of is also Correct. Fam yeah, it's Correct. kind of family-owned. Um, but in the same experience, when I talk to family-owned companies, they don't really realize that, that they have, <laughs> no, no. They have amazing added value also to, to find and attract the right talents in yeah. the market. Yeah. Is it something that you... Absolutely, absolutely. They, because they've never done anything else, they can't compare. So True. when I arrived at Duval, I saw so many differences. 
but they, they, they didn't even realize that they were looking uh, very differently uh, at talent, uh, so at people, uh, at the planet, at everyday choices. But for me, it was so clear to, to crystallize that for them. Um, and, um, uh, and that's why I also want to spread that knowledge as, as much as possible, because in the end, they also have their family name put to everything. So you do care. If your family, you know, companies, big companies have often, not always, become anonymous. And because you are just a number, uh, one of them, it's not your name or your reputation. But with a family business, one, you really want to look after it well enough because your children are ready to become the, the next generation. But also your, your family name is linked to every umbrella you put on a terrace or uh, a, a, yeah, a glass that, that you, uh, totally. you put in a bar. So you want it to be quality. Um, and and that's, that's underestimated. So, so there's a huge value. And luckily in Belgium, we have still uh, a lot of our uh, growth that comes from uh, PMEs, so small yeah. enterprises. Yeah. Um, so luckily there is still a lot of hope uh, because indeed um, the brave ones and the most courageous ones, they, one, they are rewarded today. They are growing well. Um, but two, they can, they can become you know, the, the courageous ones who do stand up and the rest hopefully uh, can find their balance back because they were, nobody is born evil. Not one company is born evil. But through the years and through the greed of growth uh, of the shareholders who expect their dividends because they want money back for their money, um, it got derailed. But in the end, the shareholders, Isabel, it's something very important. It's actually all of us. We. So it's not the board who's evil or a company. Well, we all expect a dividend when we invest in something. So the real solution, yes, the companies and, and especially the small companies, the family companies will continue to be the catalyst. But the real, the real change will come from every single individual. All exactly, because you don't need you don't need to have you don't need to buy stock at the stock market. Yeah. But every day when you buy something in a supermarket, you make a choice. Totally, every euro you spend, every euro is a vote. Is a vote for for a, a good product or a bad product, um, a product that is really uh, taking the piss with everything on sustainability Absolutely. or is Absolutely. greenwashing or is badly treating its people. It's true, but I think many many consumers don't realize that. I know, I know, and that's if I can help that everyone becomes more conscious about that, I would be I, I would be delighted. So yeah. I'm happy to get these type good of message. <laughs> no, totally, uh, totally. Podcast opportunities because. No, we should not look look at oh the government is not doing oh the companies are not doing oh the. It's actually up to every one of us. We have the power. We have the power, but totally. we don't have the consciousness yet. Yes, exactly. To realize that all of us, whether you earn a lot of money or not much money, all of us we vote 
whether we still want that meat in the supermarkets at two euros or not. If exactly. You don't buy it. Or, or the single-use plastic. Or exactly whatever the eggs yeah. from free-range eggs that yeah cost one euro more, but at least those chickens don't have to be in their bloody cages with three cycles uh, uh, in 24 hours. So so, but we are not conscious enough, and and once we become all of us more conscious, we will make different choices, mm. and we won't accept that anymore. Interesting, interesting. I just want to uh, take um, a small uh, leap again to the book. I've written a special chapter about the next generations um, because um, a lot of companies, they struggle today with millennials. They hire them and then they can't keep them. And millennials, after six months, they're already bored and they don't understand why they don't get the company car. And But they do have a nine-to-five mentality. And so millennials is really a struggle for a lot of companies. But then there's Gen Z that is coming. And the oldest now are 23, so little by little, they, if they have studied, they will um, uh, start to, to find a job. And they are, again, very different from millennials. And then there's Gen Alpha, the small ones, the di digital natives, which is, again, the TikTok generation. <laughs> the TikTok generation, another different ball game. Um, how aware are you? Uh, well, you're very aware, but how, again, do you help your clients to understand that it will need a different approach to 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 have these people work for you. Yeah. Do do you again? Do you help them in this? How do you train them? Yeah. How do you tell them this information? Well, first of all, it's trial and error for us as a company as well, because yeah. these people start to join, and our old ways of remuneration or expectations are don't always work anymore uh, either. So we need to adapt. Um, and, and indeed, uh, we need to prove that we can uh, train them better, keep them for longer, uh, keep them happy. Um, um, and uh, but it's a, it's a continuous uh, process. Um, but indeed, I mean, it does require different things than old school thinking. I'm the boss. I'm in command and control, and you will work for me as a resource. If that's the mindset, you one, you may not even attract those people. Um, uh, but two, if you do attract them, they might not stay for long. So, um, as with as with everyone, it's 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 survival of the most adaptable, uh, uh, and that that applies for for companies as well. So um, there is no handbook, there is no one truth, um, but you need to be willing to learn and um, and look for ways to adapt. And that's something that is very um, um, at the core of the DNA of, of Accent as well. We are extremely agile, extremely. Um, Give an example. Yeah, well, we've done a, a reorganization, you know, whilst there was Corona, and of course we were a little bit in survival modus, but we thought, okay, let's prepare to be ready for when we are out of the crisis. Uh, in thrive modus. So we decided we could optimize uh, a few things internally. And uh, to be honest, I've done quite some reorganizations before. And I know how much time it takes, one, to prepare, but then two, to execute. Okay. Um, I have never, ever seen a company. So once we, one, it, in the preparation, it was very, uh, maybe three months in, 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 in the real preparation. Once we announced it, Normally, you know, it would take at least six months of a rollout. And so we announced it uh, early June to start in July, right? 
And so in the morning we announced it and at noon already we had lunch together and people were saying, yes, but Anouk, I mean, I mean, why should we wait until 1st of July? I mean, if we need to change anyhow, we need to change offices, we need to change jobs or, we, or, or our technical um, expertise. Why not now, you know? And so a lot of them, they changed already a week later. So before the deadline of 1st of July. So I, I have never ever seen that someone was willing to change faster than what we anticipated. And yeah, already it was fast. Well, well many people, when you talk about change, the first thing they do is like, hold on, Absolutely. why should we change? But we've always done it this way. And so there is a different type of mentality yeah. then. Yeah. And I think... So people are actively looking for growth, as I, as I mentioned, so we train them. But if you don't want to grow, you should not join Accent. Uh, so we give people chances, but we, we, we make them grow. We make them grow from people who have joined who don't speak the language and they, they, um, they were um, uh, picking fruit, you know, uh, to a cleaning lady. And then they came, uh, so we gave them those jobs and then we hired them at Accent to come internally. And they're now sales directors wow. uh, who speak fluently uh, uh, Flemish so, uh, or Dutch. So just how to show, you know, that so growth um, is intrinsically linked to, to, to the people at Accent. And so they're open for change. And of course, there's emotions, you know, when there's an announcement and they won't work anymore with that great boss or they, they need to, to change there is some emotion, but very quickly, you know, I mean, the next day, if not the next few hours, it's like, okay, I got the shock, you know, um, I'm frozen for it. I want to go for a run or whatever. But the next day, they're here and they made the switch. So, and already now in July, I just saw the results of the market share yesterday. Uh, we seem to have accelerated. So, it's too soon almost to say, but it's like, seriously, would that already be the result of what we had hoped for so uh, so it's not long enough yet to to yeah extrapolate but yeah the willingness to change but companies need to do need need to yeah be prepared for that mm, totally totally um I, I i don't think i've i've used one of my questions that i prepared <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that's fine that's i fine. go with the flow <laughs> no totally totally it's so interesting everything you said but i do still have two uh, important questions the first one is I've written the book and, um, and I had no idea what to do with it when the moment I've, I've written it. And the more um, I talk about it and the more I give keynotes about it and the more I, I, I get in companies and I try to apply the care principles within repositionings, the more I understand it's all about leadership. It's not something you can, you said about the culture is very bottom up, mm -hmm. but the care principle is, I, I, it I starts really, from the top. It really starts from, from the top. top. Absolutely. Um, it's really something that the CEO or yeah. management team says, okay, we're going to board, board shareholder. shareholders. <laughs> totally. We're going to embrace it yeah. and we're going to start to change at the yeah. top and then see how it, yeah. how it goes, uh, down, uh, uh within the company. Um, how do you, and I, I honestly believe that CEOs, they are the new rock stars of tomorrow. They will create the change mm. that is necessary mm. to save this planet. Mm. How do you feel about that? You've mm. been on this mission mm. for a long mm. time. Mm. Uh, you're very authentic in, mm. in, in, mm. The, the, in your own personal mission. Mm. Is it something that you also feel or how do you think about leadership? And, and what is contemporary leadership for you? Because the world is changing so fast. Yeah. Um... 
I very much believe that the model of command and control and information is power, you know, that era is over. For those people who are still stuck there, their companies, and if they're not changing and quickly, they will lose their people and they will lose their business. So command and control is not the way to go. It's very much connect and collaborate. So connection with the people, connection with the clients, connection with the, 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 the stakeholders, um, and collaborate. Um, because before it, it was ego, ecosystem, uh, yeah, ecosystem, now we are ecosystem. Through Corona, we've all experienced that everyone is interdependent on the other. So you can never be successful if all the others are unhealthy or not successful. Um, so we need each other and the survival of the companies will be those who don't compete but collaborate the best and uh, so before the, the model was uh, i'm at war you know all the companies they have they have war language i will war rooms yeah yes. war room <laughs> yeah exactly. literally war literally. rooms uh, i will uh, crush them i will kill kill the uh, whatever Th that's the language we we used um and those companies will no longer survive. If you have not understood that you need to collaborate uh, to succeed, of course, in internally, but also externally, and even with your competitors um, and with your suppliers, because uh, our, uh, so we need to look after each other and we care for each other. Um, and, and I hope that, that it was clear through, through Corona times. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't go well for, for one of it, it doesn't go well for, for, for no one. Um, and so connect and, and collaborate is absolutely the, the, the new way of working, which means also for leadership, you don't have the truth. There is not one truth and you have all the answers. And there is, a, a, you could call it humble leadership or, or in humility, um, it's, it's really listening and trying to understand where everyone is coming from and have a diverse, as much diverse team with as much diverse viewpoints possible, which is scary and it's more difficult. It's much easier to have a single white male who all think the same and who all went to the same schools. And, but that's not reality and that's not the future. So I very much believe in uh, diverse teams um, um, daring to speak up, have a safe, creating safe environment so people uh, uh, share their uh, their different perspectives, and then have the humility to uh, to try to understand very much each other. I've I've lived abroad for ten years. Before I left, maybe I was a bit arrogant, and there was my truth, you know. Uh, and um, once you start to become part of very different cultures, where they look at the same things in very different ways, you start to realize, oh no, there's not one truth. There's many ways to look at the same thing. And there's many, many solutions. And, and actually by listening generally uh, to each other, rather out of arrogance, I know best. No, you tell me. And of course you need to steer and give direction and you need to make decisions in the end. I, in the end, I'm the final uh, uh, responsible uh, if, if we make wrong decisions. Uh, um, but but still, yeah, the leadership is really is is really different. And and if you don't see that, 
uh, or value that enough, I believe you won't have the, the strongest talents uh, that you can attract. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't have the truth, but that's at least how I totally how I know. See but things. I totally understand, and I think the, the CEO leadership today is a more vulnerable leadership is Absolutely. trying to dare that you don't know everything. Absolutely. So um, totally. Last question, Anouk. Um, I could go on and talk with you forever, <laughs> but last question. What can any company um, copy from Accent Jobs or um, that you say that, that now this is something so easy, anybody can apply that? Do you have tricks, uh, tips, insights that you say, well, listen, honestly, anybody can do that? Yeah. Well, it sounds so trivial, but it's a fundamental belief, and now I have the evidence at Accent as well. Um, if you invest in your people and you let them grow, but it's a cost, you know, it's, it's time, it's effort, it's attention, it's care. If you invest in your people and not in anything else, so to say, and to make it more extreme, your company will grow. Uh, and people often have still their targets in mind. I want to grow mm, X volume or I want to grow uh, X revenue or, or uh, X uh, profits. And then they were backwards. So therefore, what will I do? But they've lost the essence. They, they've lost the, 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 the most basic thing and, and, and they see people at, as a cost center, right? Resource. Shame on us, we still call a person resource. They resources. are gold, you know? I mean, every talent is the key for growth. But to unlock that key the best, it's invest in, in your people. Um, and we are busy with 100 things, but we forget very often, and it doesn't need to cost money, to invest in, in caring for our people, to make them feel safe, to make them feel um, full of energy, in balance. And if they are, they will have the best ideas, the most innovative ideas. They will be faster, they will be better, um, and, your, and the growth will come. But it's a, it's, a, it's a logic consequence of investing in your people. It's not an objective. It's not an, exactly. The objective should never be, I want to grow uh, with X. No, it's put all your investment in your people and your company will grow. Will grow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anouk. Sorry for the simplicity. <laughs> no, it's been, no, I think it's good to be, to be simple because then at least other people can say, okay, let's see how we can do that as well. Mm. It's been amazing to have you here as the first Likewise. guest of the second season. For those who are watching, thank you so much to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It is important. Um, I don't want to become an influencer, but still any extra subscription um, is, uh, is, is making me really happy. For those who are listening only um, to podcasts, please also leave me a review um, or just subscribe as well so you know when uh, the next episode is uploaded. Thank you, Anouk. Well, thank you so much, Isabel, for welcoming me in such a beautiful and professional uh, environment. And by the way, thank you for investing all of your time and all your, and your care. Actually, without profit. Right? It's true. Yeah, you are investing your own time and your own uh, efforts in all that to spread more care in the world. So thank you so much for what you're doing every day. You're, you are a rock star. 
Do you also want to grow your brand in a caring and sustainable way? Check out thecareprinciples.com and see how we can help you.